Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corbin, Ed Carson here with a look at the action in today's session, Tuesday, July 18th. And Microsoft fueled some pretty big gains in the session on some AI news, Ed, but it wasn't just tech stocks that were lighting it up today. Yeah, I want to take a look at Microsoft, but I also want to take a look at Eli Lilly and Atcor. Let's do it. First, let's take a look at the major indexes. The Nasdaq today up almost eight tenths of a percent. The S&P 500 up seven tenths of a percent today, but outpaced by the Dow up almost 1.1% today. And small caps were in the lead, Ed, with the Russell 2000 up 1.3% today. So some nice participation from the tech sector, but also blue chips and small caps getting in there too with some nice gains. Yeah, I mean, some of the Dow gains were on some beaten down names, but Microsoft was in there. There's, it was strong there. NASDAQ, uh, NASDAQ had been, was lagging definitely intraday. It was losing intraday and then popped uh, intraday. You can just sort of see, well, it was pretty clear when where Microsoft news came in, and we'll talk about that more. But that lifted Microsoft and a whole lot of other names seemed to get buoyed by that. Uh, so it's pretty strong. There's more stocks flashing by signals. Uh, other, a lot of other leaders moved up. I mean, some names came off their highs. There were some names that sort of moved out and then backed off, but they usually were up. I mean, so there wasn't like terrible anything. It's just that 4% gains turned into 2% gains. Uh, I think the only, only concern, I know it's a broken record for me, but the NASDAQ is somewhat extended. Now that you can get more extended, I mean, the more extended you get, the more it's sort of like you can keep climbing in that tree and keep climbing out on that branch and go further. It's just that the odds rise that there will be a pullback increasingly and the odds that the pullback will be greater. But so it's just something for investors to keep in mind. But this is it's just the, the market is still just showing a lot of strength. Yes, in Fuego as of late. We'll have to see if it can last. A uh, potential catalyst later this week, we know, are earnings from some of the big players. We're, the big, big week is next week, but we're going to get some big ones this week, including Netflix and Tesla. So our eyes will be peeled uh, for the ripple effect on that. Now, looking at the last pullback that we had in mid-June, the close on 6.15, the NASDAQ was 10.1% above the 50-day line. The close today was 8.5% above the 50-day line. So just to put it into uh, comparison there. Also, Monday morning with Joe Fami on IBD Live, we did a little historical analysis looking at the NASDAQ exactly 20 years ago. And if you look at uh, some of these pullbacks, the S &P, or sorry, the NASDAQ this day closed 9.4% above the 50-day line intraday. It was higher than that, of course. So again, uh, just things to consider with where we're at now. But if we are 8 to 10% above the 50-day line, you're so right, Ed. It does raise the chances for a pullback. So we'll have to see what we get this earnings season. And in terms of what individual investors do, sell into strength, buy on the pullbacks. I mean, these are these are some of the things that we've got to consider. Got to consider, but yeah, ultimately you have to react to what the market is doing. And I, when we talk about being a little bit careful about this, it's more about new buys. It's not like if you have a position, if you bought several weeks ago and some of these stocks are up 20, 30%, a modest pullback probably isn't a big concern. So it's not like you should be thinking in a bearish mindset or thinking that everything is going to be apart. It's just that maybe possibly you would see some kind of pullback.
Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so important to be tracking the market trends. We know how May 10th was such a key day uh, for that, that was over here, uh, May 10th, <laughs> because we did get a close above the February high. And that uh, was a signal to increase exposure later in uh, May and June, more opportunities to be uh, bulking that up in addition to the most recent pullback and and even the, the breakout that we saw last week. So always good to be staying in step with the market. And uh, as you said, let those existing positions that you have some nice cushions on, let those winners run. Okay, let's take a look at the S&P 500 now. Ed, your thoughts on where the S&P is at. It's about 6% above the 50-day. And that's relatively high for the S&P. I mean, that's not crazy, but it's, it's you know, that usually doesn't get as high up as, as the tech-led NASDAQ. So it's up there. It's at 14, 15-month highs. It's acting very well. I mean, it's hard to say anything. It's not that far from all-time highs. NASDAQ has a little more ways to go, but really wouldn't take much to, uh, to get the S&P to all-time highs. Right, you are, Ed. And here's a look at the Dow. Is it going to break out this week? It looks like a breakout today. Yeah, got up to, uh, you know, if that's not a 52-week high, I mean, I, it's got to be close. I think it think it is. So, yeah, so it's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that's the laggard. You know, that's, I mean, the, this is the laggards getting to a 52-week high. I mean, the Russell, I guess, maybe even more so, but it's uh, nice, you know, it, it's even the laggards are, are, are picking up some steam. It's been it's a broad market rally. And speaking of the Russell, let's go there. Here's the IWM ETF, which tracks the Russell 2000 index. We saw a breakout last week and continuing to strengthen here Ed, out of this bottoming saucer with handle. <laughs> Getting very close to its uh, 2023 highs or, or right or at and uh, so yeah, everything's everything's moving in the right direction. That is good to see. And next on our list, let's take a look uh, at a signal of market breadth, and that's our comparison of QQQ versus QQEW. So here's a look at the Nasdaq 100 ETF QQQ up eight tenths of a percent today, and QQEW Ed lagging here a bit any concern or is this un just underscoring the strength that we saw in microsoft today i mean microsoft and video was up pretty nicely so i it was a solid gain i don't think there's anything too concerning about this and we've got to take a look at rsp as well up six tenths of a percent today extending its gains and getting close to its february peak ed yeah, so this is just another measure of how the breadth has really improved on this market. Let's check in on the 10-year Treasury yield. Why don't we? Zero T and X in Marketsman that we saw uh, the 10-year come off quite a bit last week and coming off a little bit more this week. Your thoughts? It found some support at the 50-day line. It'll be interesting to see if that holds on on the daily. And it's just, but. Yeah, so that that the, the big drop in the in the treasury yield has been a big reason why the market has been rallying as long as on tamer inflation as long as because inflation is tame and and yields come down that'll be a positive. Okay, well we're focused on Microsoft 
today. So let's go there, finishing with a gain of about 4%. So off of its intraday highs, but still a strong gain, closing well in the upper half of the trading range for the day with a closing range of 70%. Volume also picked up nicely. This is a mega cap tech stock that we've been tracking, Ed, especially lately with that nice orderly pullback to the 50-day line, which offered a potential buying opportunity. Yeah, buying opportunity there. Maybe then as it crept above some short-term highs like a week ago, I suppose you could have tried to add on as it cleared very quickly, but it feels sort of stretched at this point, even though it came off its highs. I mean, you've had some opportunities to get in. It feels a little late because it's probably about 9% above the 50-day line, but really nice action. They announced that they're going to be, uh, how they're going to price uh, AI for enterprise customers, like sort of, like a, sort of an add-on to, to Microsoft Office. Uh, they also announced some initiatives with meta platforms and, and whatnot, but yeah, I mean, when NVIDIA is the, the big one in terms of like the big winner in AI, but in terms of like Microsoft's the ones that's using it. Like if, if you had to think about who's actually using AI, you know, more than the public face of that, that's Microsoft and starting to see how they might really try to make money off of this. Uh, it'll be interesting to see their earnings in a week. But this really it took off. NVIDIA moved uh, some other other names you know, that are AI related, maybe some Microsoft customers like you know, suppliers like NVIDIA, uh, Arista Networks. They had nice, nice, nice gains today. And, in, in, you know, in addition, uh, because of Microsoft, it, that is just such a catalyst for this market. This is like that game changer. You know, it feels a little bit like that dot com from the late 90s where it's just like, just things are fundamentally transforming that and we don't really realize how that's going to happen, who all the winners and losers are, but there are going to be enormous winners. Now, you mentioned earnings season. It seems like with these companies issuing their results, even last quarter, it was you, you talked about ANET. Oh, they didn't say AI enough. It seems <laughs> yeah. like are we going to get a lot of that this earnings season, especially maybe some companies out there who are competitors to Microsoft like Google or just others in this landscape? Is it kind of like an, an AI arms race now? All right. We got to we got to race to get these deals done and tout them and, you know, plant our flags in this new emerging area. And if they are going to be talking about their various initiatives, it comes down to the stock reaction, right? But it seems like so far, all of the AI-related chatter has been nothing but positive at the moment. But what's your assessment? I think we'll hear, like, there's charts out there you can find out, like, how often AI is used in earnings announcements. I can imagine, I don't know if that'll be peaking, but it feels like it might look like a climax run. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the number of mentions are going to skyrocket in, in this thing. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, It'll be fascinating, and it's just going to be a lot of things going on because Microsoft is in seven days, and I think Meta is the following day, and then Amazon the next day, and hundreds of others are going to be out that week. So, uh, and they're all going to be talking about AI. So, yeah, it's that's just going to be hugely important, and and you have to keep that in mind. What what are the stocks? I mean, I mean, you may not own Microsoft, but you know, it matters for its rivals, for its for its suppliers, for its customers. You know what Microsoft has to say, uh, and and these others, you know, are really going to make a difference for some other companies as well. Mm -hmm. And so, in terms of how to handle Microsoft heading into earnings, it, 
seems like hopefully traders can get a little bit of, of a profit cushion. Hopefully they have uh, a proper uh, proper profit cushion if they've been uh, buying at some reasonable entries heading into today and maybe even adding a little bit, as you said. Uh, but we've got to keep an eye out for potential sell signals if for whatever reason the the results are disappointing. That's you know a sell the news situation or revenue or earnings miss miss expectations, which yeah. can happen. It can happen. And, they, and this is, even though it's giant, it's had some big moves on earnings. And so, yeah, this is probably not going to fall or rise 20%, but you could see some big moves and you have to take that into account uh, and with this and with a lot of other companies and just, just have to, just have to be portfolio management. You can't just be hoping that'll have a big gain. You know, you have, if it's an outsized position, you and you have hardly any gain, you probably need to be taking some action just to protect yourself. Well, we'll be ready. And taking a look at a medical sector name, here's Eli Lilly, L-L-Y. I know, Ed, you've been keeping tabs on the recent high right around 450 because it coincides with that round number of, of 450 and the 21-day line. And it looks like it poked above that today after the pullback to the 50. Yeah, it wasn't this massive move and it was on light volume. So it's like it peaked. That's the way as you say. It's like, uh, but I think this provides an opportunity. You can, you know, you could take a position here. It's the first pullback to the 50 day or the 10 week line since the April breakout. Uh, it's been trading relatively tightly, even though it's paused a little bit here. The relative strength line is still pretty close to those highs because it hasn't fallen much. So, I mean, this would be a place where you could start a position or add some shares. While getting above those levels, you're sort of breaking a trend line, a tiny, tiny trend line. It had been trading tightly before that. So I think it's acting very well. Uh, and maybe, you know, look, if we have a NASDAQ-led pullback, I'm not saying we will, but if we did, this this might be, you know, less in danger. It might not show, you know, come down. In fact, it tended to seem to outperform like in that first pullback in, in June uh, mm -hmm. and, and actually has underperformed with the market coming up a little bit. So... Uh, you know, defensive growth names, some of these medical names, maybe they would do well if some of these chip and software names came off uh, in some kind of pullback. Mm -hmm. Diversity of leadership, right, Ed? Uh, it's, uh, there's a lot to be said for that. We like to see it. And we've got three weeks till earnings. So earnings expected August 8th here for Eli Lilly, which of course is part of that uh, new drug craze for using uh, drugs for weight loss, meant for diabetes and all that kind of thing. So we'll have to see what they have to say about that. And last but not least, let's take a look at ATKR. This is at core building sector in the construction products industry group, which is ranked number 11 out of the 197 groups that IBD tracks. And even though this isn't showing up as a handle here, Ed, it looks like traders can probably use that 157 area as a handle entry. Yeah, sort of a high handle kind of situation. Uh, it was nice volume. It volume sort of came in late in the day. It was sort of, it was tracking below average for a while, but it looks like the strongest volume on a daily chart for quite a while. Um, you know, uh, certainly on an up day. So that was nice to see. Uh, this was a laggard in the sort of spring. It had been like late last year, it had come up pretty well, but then we lagged while a lot of other ones came up. Maybe this is ready to try to reestablish itself. 
this is also an example of why if you want to get on these things, you should be prepared ahead of time and like look for early entries because this is sort of feels, I mean, there was that. But even just today, if you were going to do it, probably wanted to get to it as close as possible to the buy point because if you look at it versus even just the 21 day line it's getting up there or the 50 day line mm. it's getting mm -hmm. up there so it's just like that's just something to consider but again building materials that has been doing well there's a lot of, lot of housing sectors that are doing a lot of housing groups that are doing well and maybe might be not quite as susceptible to a tech-led uh, pullback again if you want to have a little diversity right in the short run uh, but Again, a little stretched at the same time. Definitely a good point there, Ed. With today's 5% gain, it is now over 8% above that 21-day line. So perhaps that could be used as the line in the sand, but you're right. Uh, having those alerts set and acting on them. Of course, you know, consulting the intraday charts, not just blindly buying, uh, yeah. um, but trying to get in there before things get stretched throughout the day. So great reminder there. Thanks so much, Ed. And thanks everyone for tuning in. We will be back with more tomorrow morning on IUBD Live. And we hope you join us. Investors.com slash IUBD Live for all the details. Justin will be your host. I'm going to be making my way out to Los Angeles for a couple of days. So I will see you in person soon enough, Ed. All right. Yeah. See you on Thursday. See you on Thursday. All right. Thanks so much, everyone. And yeah, the team will see you back here tomorrow. Have a good one. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.